This evening, we'll take our text from the Gospel of St. Matthew, St. Matthew chapter 15, and we'll begin reading at verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. For she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she saith, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's tables. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. This woman was a Canaanite. She was not Jewish, but she had a need. And then if we stopped right there, we could, we could easily say that this woman having a need could easily represent all of humanity. She had a need in her life, and it was a very real need. We have needs in our lives. Some needs are larger than others. Some needs are more complex than others. But she had this need. She brings it to the Lord. And the Lord ignores her. He doesn't say a word to her, and she uh, repeats her request. And then finally, the disciples step in, and they said, Lord, send her away, for she crieth after us. As she was presenting her need that day, it said she cried after the Lord. There must have been some tears in that conversation. But the disciples, it says, they said, Lord, send her away. But if you look at the Lord's response to the disciples, it appears that what the disciples were saying to the Lord was, Lord, just just give her what she wants and then send her away. Because his response was, I am not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And if you go back five chapters in St. Matthew to Matthew chapter 10, you you will find that the words of the Lord are consistent here. He gathered his 12 disciples together and he gave them power over the unclean spirits. He gave them power to go out and to, uh, to heal all manner of sickness and diseases. But they were instructed specifically to go to the lost house, lost sheep of the house of Israel. We know by reading St. John chapter 1, that Christ came unto his own, but his own received him not. It was his own that, that quarreled with him. It was his own that hated him. It was his own that despised him 
and rejected him. And ultimately, it was his own that crucified him. It was his own. And some think that, that this, this account here may have been a pivotal time in Christ's ministry. That this may have been the earnest of the mercy which Christ had in store for them. Perhaps this was that gleam of light which was to lighten the Gentiles. If you remember when Jesus was born and his mother and father, Joseph and Mary, took the young Christ child up to the temple, it was Simeon there who took him up in his arms and blessed God. And this is what Simeon said, For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. You know, on the surface, this account may, may seem kind of harsh. This, this account may seem so out of character for the Lord. But, but really, it, when you dig deeper into it, you, you find that God, He knew just exactly what He was doing. And when Jesus was here on earth, He, he knew. He knew, in fact, it says at the beginning of our text that he departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. You see, he was going the direction of that woman. He was making himself accessible to that one that had such a need in her life. Oh, and, and the Lord, he hasn't changed in you over the years. Oh, he still sees that one in need. He will go out of his way to meet your need and mine. That that's the God that we serve. Oh, we have a wonderful Savior. We really do. Well, this woman, she had a need. And she was at a real disadvantage. But there was one thing she had. She had faith. She had faith in Jesus. She had a confidence in Him. And it was through that faith, it was through that confidence that she had, uh, that she was able to access the mighty power of God. And isn't that how it is today? Uh, why, it's through faith that we can reach heaven. It is through faith that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence that the Lord will hear and He will answer our prayer. Oh, we serve a wonderful God. We really do. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It goes on and says, But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It also says in that very same chapter, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. It's through faith that we understand that. Oh, I know there's lots of uh, quote-unquote scientific teachings out there of, of how this world came about. The teachers, the professors, why they got all kinds of theories. But, but our faith is rooted in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Oh, it's through faith that, that we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. You see, when God created the heaven and the earth, he didn't have to go down to the local building department and take out a permit. 
No, God did not have to take his, his ideas and his plans to some type of a, a review and planning committee. God did not have to, to do any, uh, submit any reports or have an in, uh, environmental impact study done. Oh no, God, he just did it. And isn't that the God that we serve? He just does it. And so often we can't even explain how he did it. Oh, but we know he did it. Our faith, our faith is in God. Our faith is, is that he created the heaven and the earth. He did that back in the beginning. Scripture tells us, cast not away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't cast away your faith. Your, your faith is precious. Your faith is valuable. Your faith is that thing that, that pleases God. We, we know, and we're not naive to the attacks of Satan. We, we, we know what he does and, and how he goes about trying to undermine our faith. He will, he will distract. He will discourage. He will do all these things. Isn't it amazing these, these phones we have with the, with the little cameras? Seems like everyone has their camera out. And I, I've tried to use my camera even more for, for practical things. I use it at work. And sometimes if I'm disassembling something, I'll take some pictures so I'll know how to reassemble it. And, and, and I just try to use it in a very productive way. But, but there are lots of people that use their cameras for just entertainment purposes. And I guess real bluntly, just, just a lot of nonsense. But, but that's what they do. And I was looking at something here just recently, and, and this individual had his camera, and they were out on it. It looked like a country road, and there was no traffic. And, and he set the phone down on the pavement, and he had it angled up just a little bit. And just a few inches in front of the camera, he would place a small object, something like a baseball. And he'd put that right in front of the phone, maybe off just the side a little bit, and then another person would go way down the road and stand there. Well, well the camera didn't, didn't know what was happening here. All it knew was there was this great big baseball right in front of it, and there was a small little person way down the road. And this person would stand uh, strategically, maybe with his hand out like he was leaning up against that baseball. And when they took the picture, here was this fellow standing there, leaning up against the ball, and, 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 he, and this great big baseball just, just dwarfed the individual. Well, it's, it's trick photography. And, and no wonder, no wonder we, we got some photographers here. No, no, no wonder though, we, we look at things from time to time and we wonder, is this true? Or, or did someone manipulate this? Well, you know, that's what the devil does. You see what, what, what the devil will do is he will take the problems in your life. He will take the difficulties in your life and he'll set them just inches in front of the camera and way, way, way off in the distance is God. And he will make that problem look so much bigger than God himself. The reality is God is bigger than any problem that you face in life. God is bigger than any difficulty, any challenge. Our faith is in God. We don't ever want to lose that perspective that God is bigger than the things that come our way. 
Well, this woman, she, she had faith. She had faith. She came to the Lord. She brought her need. And, and of course, we, we, we know the, the, the end of the story, but there were others too that had faith. We, in just the previous chapter, we, we read about the disciples and how Jesus put them in a ship and sent them across the sea. And after they left, he went up to the mountain to pray. And once they got out there in the sea, it was dark, it was night, and then a storm came up. And a little while later, they, they see the Spirit walking on the water. And, and, uh, but they finally realize that it looks like Jesus. And Jesus said, be of good cheer. It is I. And then, and then Peter spoke those infamous words, Oh Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Oh, it's really beautiful because the Lord, without hesitation, he said, come, come, you, you, you can do this, Peter. And, and, and Peter, I, 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 you know, from the, the human standpoint, people might ask, why, why would anyone get out of a perfectly good ship in the middle of a storm? But, but, uh, you, you know, there's probably a simple answer to that. Peter, he, he loved his Lord. Oh, he loved Jesus. And he just felt uh, such comfort and such security when he was right next to him. Well, it was his faith. It was his faith that helped him climb out of the ship and begin walking on the water. He began walking on the water. And he gets almost to the Lord. And something happens. And, and this is important because this is so applicable to us today. It says that he he saw the wind boisterous. What it was, he, he saw the results of the wind. He saw the waves. Perhaps as he was walking along the water, perhaps a great big wave came crashing down right next to him. And he turned to look at that for just a second. And he began to sink. He began to sink. Oh, how important it is that we keep our eyes on the Lord, that we keep our focus on Him. Oh, there are lots of distractions in the world today. There are lots of noises out there. There are lots of flashing lights. There are lots of things to, to distract us. Oh, how important it is that we keep our eyes on Jesus, keep our trust in Him, keep our faith and our confidence in Him. You know, faith, when we think about what is faith in, in just simple terms, I, I suppose there's a number of different ingredients that make up faith. In, in, my, in my simple mind, I, I think of just two, two, two components that make up faith. First is we, we have to believe. We, we, we just have to believe. It, it really isn't hard, but, but God will help us if, if there's any doubt. A doubt uh, will, uh, will, 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 is a faith killer. A, a doubt is not something we want, but, but the devil, he, he, he thrives on planting seeds of doubt, planting seeds of discouragement. Uh, but, but we, we don't, we, we don't want doubt. No. And, and here we, we have these two components. We have to believe. He that cometh to God must believe. We must believe. And then, you know, I remember as a, uh, when my kids were small, sometime I would come home from work and there'd be a broken toy on the, on the counter there. And sometimes I was busy and maybe I didn't get to it for a few days and, and maybe after a week or so, there, there might be two or three to broken toys lined up ready for dad to fix. 
But I kept this epoxy at home. It was a two-part epoxy. And you'd put the main part out on a piece of paper. And then you would add the activator to it. You would add the second part. Just one part by itself, it it wouldn't work. It it would stay kind of gooey and tacky and, and it wouldn't do much of anything. But you added the activator and then you stirred it up and you only had about one or two minutes to work with it. You had to have everything all set there and then you could put your things back together. It would harden up and it would be quite durable. Well, well that's like our faith. We, we, we believe. But then we have to add the activator and the activator is simply our action. We, we, we must act on what we know. We must act upon what we believe. We must act upon what thus saith the Lord. In, in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, we read about those, those heroes of faith. And there is an individual there by the name of Noah. And it says that uh, way back in Genesis, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But there in Hebrews, it, it says this. It says that Noah moved with fear. Now he acted. Noah moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. You know, we, we appreciate these testimonies and, and down through the years, uh, these testimonies have been so encouraging, so inspiring. And, and people, people have come into these gospel meetings, whether it's here or across the street or, or down at Six and Burnside. Uh, people would sit through meetings and, and, and they would listen to the testimonies. Uh, they, they would, they would listen and they would hear. Uh, some of them would think in their, to themselves, if I could just have what they have. Oh, if I could just have a smile on my face like they do. And, and then some at the close of the meeting, they thought I, I could never make it. I could never make it down to that altar of prayer. But oh, as they stood up, they stood up and as they stepped out into the aisle, they would tell you how, how God helped them. He helped them down to the aisle. In fact, over the years, there have been individuals who said that, that God saved them before they even arrived at the altars. Oh, you talk about uh, the activator just acting upon what we know, upon what we've heard, upon what we believe. Now, this woman, this woman that we read about tonight, she would have never compared herself to the patriarchs of old. Oh, she would have never, she never led armies into battle. She never conquered kingdoms. She never prayed on top of a mountain until fire came down from heaven. She never did any of those things, but yet the Lord was astonished. He was amazed at her faith. He said, oh, woman, great is thy faith. Why, why, she just acted upon what she knew. Her faith did not waver. Oh, we don't want our faith to waver either. Our faith is in God. Our faith is rooted and grounded in him. We are. We are the apostolic faith, and we appreciate, we appreciate the faith of the apostles. We appreciate uh, the faith of those that have gone on before us. We appreciate the, 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 the prior generations and, and, uh, and how faithful they were and how they kept the faith. And should Jesus tarry, when we get to the end of our journey, we want to be remembered that, that we were individuals that, that, that were faithful, that, that just kept the faith. We may, they may not remember anything else about us, but that's okay. 
Oh no, we want to keep uh, the faith. Oh, we want to be able uh, to echo the words of Paul when he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. And I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but to all them also that love his appearing. Oh, we believe that the, the appearing of the Lord is very, very soon. And Jesus was concerned about that over 2,000 years ago. And he, he said, when the Son of Man cometh, will they find faith on the earth? Oh, he knew way back then that in these last days, faith was going to be rare. Faith was going to be a rare commodity. Oh, but thank God we, we are gathered here together with people of faith, a people who love the faith, people who will keep the faith. Yes, we tonight, uh, you can have faith. Oh, if you, if you need something from the Lord tonight, if you've been seeking the Lord for something in your life, maybe you feel like you've been seeking the Lord for a long time. I, I know how that is. I, I, you know, when I sought the Lord for those deeper experiences, they, they didn't come easy for me. Seemed like I saw it for, for years there. But, but as I look back on that, I'm forever grateful to God. He, he never let me give up. Oh, I, I just appreciate that. Don't give up. I don't, don't lose hope. I don't lose faith. I don't lose confidence. Oh, don't do that. Oh, no. And we know there are many here tonight, many here who have been saved and walking with Jesus for many, many years. Uh, you no doubt you can point back uh, to that day uh, when the Lord sanctified you through and through. Oh, you can remember uh, the day when the Lord uh, gave you that endowment of power for service on your life. Oh, tonight. Tonight, would you come? Oh, would you come to these altars? Come in faith. Uh, would you come and would you pray with one that is seeking the Lord? Would you come and pray with one that is reaching out to God? Oh, tonight, just as come. Come in faith. God will honor that as we, as we combine our faith, as we unite our faith. Why, who knows what God will do? Oh, but God will honor that. God will meet us here at the place of prayer if you need healing in your life. Oh, you can have that faith, that prayer of faith that will go boldly before the throne of grace. God will meet your need. Oh, he will supply your need tonight. We're going to sing a song of invitation. As we do, you're invited. Come and pray.